This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after the Jets and Giants games today. Brought to you by, of course, the good folks at Bet Rivers. Uh, now, as we head towards all these big playoff games and we head towards uh, the bowls, once the bigger bowls come, these uh, lesser bowls have left a lot to be desired. There's also so many players not playing in these bowl games now, it really is disconcerting. But uh, for all of your wagering needs, for all your entertainment, uh, to have some fun, go to the Bet Rivers, download BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app, and away you go for all of your wagering needs. Now, off last week's games, Zach having a very good second half against a beleaguered uh, Houston Texans team that was beat up and lost their quarterback um, and had trouble with the conditions. And then the Giants come from behind win. Uh, as DeVito brought them back once the Packers took the lead, you know, went four for four for 53 yards, led them to the game-winning field goal. Both teams at five and eight, the Giants with a three-game winning streak, the Jets finally starting to move in the right direction. There was this this feeling of optimism, especially when you looked at the two opponents they would face this week. The Saints have been very inconsistent. They've been one of the worst favorites in the league and last week they won, but they were outgained by 100 yards by the, the Panthers, okay? They have had a miserable season to this point. They were 6-7. and seven. They were, you know, they, they were just not consistent in any way, really not playing very solid football. So you figured, hey, if the Giants go down there and do things right, who knows? The Jets, Miami, not only was Hill missing, most likely, and he didn't play today, that Dolphins were going to be without half their defensive starters, and they were coming off a game where they gave up 15 points in the last two and a half minutes and got beat 28-27 by the Tennessee Titans and, and Levis at quarterback. So you were saying, whoa, maybe, maybe this is catching the teams at the right time. So I understood why fans were being very optimistic. Well, it was a cold cold splash i should say it wasn't even a splash it was a eight foot wave of old reality that hit you in both these games today because the giants and the jets were flat out beaten up today they were completely outclassed in the jets case they were completely embarrassed in the giants case they weren't much better they got outscored 54 to 6 in the two games they didn't score a touchdown in the two games. DeVito left the game after getting banged in the head. Zach got a concussion, we believe, or at least they think he had to go into concussion protocol. They were sacked 13 times in the combined two games. So it could not have been any more embarrassing. And thankfully... And officially, it ends both teams' season. We don't have to hear any more about anything else. They're both 
already locked into losing seasons. Neither one is going near the playoffs. The Jets at five and now now can thankfully, and I hope officially, forget any nonsensical talk, and that's all it ever was. It was the height of silliness. It was almost the height of ridiculousness that they would even consider putting Aaron Rodgers out there with this team. Could you imagine him? Forget next week against Washington on Christmas Eve, because Washington is a terrible team with an awful defense. They've already fired the defensive coordinator. They've been getting shredded right and left. But could you imagine him playing in Cleveland with Cleveland needing the game on a Thursday night with that offensive line? I mean, are we serious? See you in September, okay? Enough of the nonsense. So hopefully that has been put to bed. And if it hasn't been, then everybody in the building should be fired. They probably should be fired anyway, because let's be honest. The general manager's been there. He hasn't done his job, and all he's seen is now losing seasons every year. The head coach, all he has seen is losing seasons every year. The Jets now have locked up their eighth consecutive losing season, the uh, tops in the NFL. They can't get it turned around. The only reason Salah gets to survive if he does, and I, I, I think he will, is because I think Rodgers wants status quo going into next year. Now, as I have said to you, and there's no reason to spend a lot of time in this game, they were ripped apart. But a couple things just jump out that are nothing more than coaching. Miami was playing without half its defense, three-quarters of its secondary. They completely shut Wilson down because they had a corner who could do it. They don't flip-flop their corner, so Waddle just stayed on the side he wanted to stay on. You know what side that is, and just ate the Jets alive. Embarrassed them. Coaching, little things, okay? The pass rush for the Dolphins was unbelievable. It was crushing. They stopped the run. They embarrassed them. Now, this wasn't about the quarterback today, although there were little subtle things. Like, I'll give you what I'm talking about. On that first sack that led to the turnover, the Dolphins got their first touchdown on the one-yard line. Zach knew he was under duress. He turned one way. He started to turn back the other way. But as he did, he opened up and exposed the football, trying to get rid of it. He just should have taken it, tucked it, and gone down. He had nowhere to go, and that's the difference between making a good play for a quarterback and keeping the ball and not keeping the ball and giving them a touchdown. And that's exactly what he did. That has got to stop, but he loses the ball all the time. We know that. But this wasn't on him. It was on the offensive line, which, again, has been so putrid. It was on both offensive lines today. Neither team could run the ball at all. Neither team could protect their quarterback at all. 13 sacks in the two games. Neither team could keep their quarterback from taking an absolute pounding. The only thing that worked for DeVito today was a couple of read options that he got around the end for a couple of, you know, decent gains. Uh, Giants had drops. He dinked and dunked to himself to some, you know, stats that look somewhat respectable in terms of passes and completions. Who cares? He didn't put the ball in the end zone. That's his job. He got sacked out of field goal range, which was a disaster. Hey, this isn't about either quarterback. Okay, not that they're good, but it isn't about either one of them. It's about these offensive lines. And, you know, Becton has not gotten enough grief this year by any stretch of the imagination. He stinks.
Let's be honest. That whole line is dreadful, but so is he. And the Giants, you thought, had made strides. Well, they took those strides back today because they were terrible. And they were terrible in their coverages, too. Listen, this is a Saints team that hasn't been good. But these two quarterbacks today just tore them up. Carr went 23 for 27 for 228 and threw three touchdown passes. Tua, who has killed the Jets, 21 of 30 for 243 in the 34-13 win, 21 of 24 for 224, and that's with two coast jobs in the fourth quarter. He sat out most of both fourth quarters, and he didn't even try to score in the second half of either game. That's how one-sided they were. They were embarrassed today. They were completely outclassed. They looked like the dreadful team's they have been most of the season. The last week, we saw some things that looked like more positive, and then they went on the road today against team, a Miami team that was coming off a terrible loss and just embarrassed the Jets, and a Saints team that was trying to keep pace in the division that was lucky getting a win last week against Carolina, got a couple of lucky plays, won the game, and came off today and played a terrific game in every way. They outclassed the Giants in every, every bit of the game. Let's be honest. Neither the Jets or the Giants were ever in these games. I know it was 7-6 at the half, but you weren't impressed by anything the Giants did. You were just waiting for the Saints to make their move. They came out in the third quarter, boom, 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 and the game was over. The Dolphin game was over long before the half. And tell me this, what is Sal thinking? Not that this is, but it's just emblematic of how bad he is. You give up a cheap touchdown on the one-yard line. Okay. You now are on your own 42 down 7 nothing. On third and four, you throw it, and you don't complete it. So now it's fourth and four on the 42, and you go? So you're going to give that offense a short field. Now, luckily, they got stopped for a field goal instead of a touchdown. But the bottom line is two scores is, an, is just should be. It's like 20 nothing to another team. They're just being down 10 nothing on the road. They can't come back. They can't score. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They can't protect their quarterback or quarterbacks. This was embarrassing in every way. The only positive is... We now can think about next year and don't have to think about this year. I don't care about their last three games. I don't care what they do in their last three games. I don't care if the Giants find a way to upset the Eagles once, which I doubt they will do. Remember, they have the Eagles twice in the last three weeks. Or the Jets win a game, you know, next week against Washington and play well one time in the next three weeks. Who cares? The only thing you're thinking about next year is Aaron Rodgers. And I say this. I'm going to think that the Jets are going to bring back the entire same group and go at it with Aaron Rodgers next year. Aaron Rodgers, I figure, is buying them another season. If that is the case, if Douglas does anything except try to get another receiver and don't get it with a premium pick because you need every one of those and all of your available money to rebuild or finally build that offensive line because you cannot send Aaron Rodgers out behind that garbage. 
It has got to be fixed. And if Douglas can't fix it, get somebody in here who can. And hire a coach who can coach offensive linemen. I understand they had injuries this year, but that's, you know what? They have no talent on that line. They've been dealing with that for years. So have the Giants. And it's the offensive line, time after time, that gets you exposed in this league. You can't go out and run the ball efficiently at all. If you can't do that, you're not going to win. And, you know, the Jets are mouthy when they have their game at home and they do well against that, even in losing efforts. But when they last week won against uh, Houston, and remember, Houston came in into a building where the weather was bad and he didn't have any of his, he had one of his top four weapons. And he's a kid quarterback, and he finally had a rough week, and he got hit around a little bit, and then he got a concussion. The bottom line is you heard them after the game squawking, we kill quarterbacks. Well, how'd you do this week killing the quarterback? How'd you do this week losing 30 nothing? And two were just going, you know, here. Oh, it's third down? Boom. It's third down? Boom. I want to find Waddle? Boom. I want to do this? Boom. I got A-Shan? Boom. You know what? Anytime, whatever he needed, he got. He could have played that game in a tuxedo. I mean, that was in bad. And now let me hear if you're chirping. If Reed's chirping after what Waddle did to him today. Silliness. And that's all on the coach. That's all. That immaturity, that nonsense. Listen, they have good defensive players. No one's going to say they don't. They have some terrific defensive players. They got some guys who are really tough, good players on defense. But you know what? They are a badly coached team. And it shows time and time again. The Dolphins really just embarrassed them. And they embarrassed them with the game plan both ways. And they embarrassed them in so many subtle ways, it's ridiculous. That's the best the Saints looked in a while. They have not looked good this year. And the Giants made the Saints look good, and they showed that they are badly outclassed. And the strides you thought the Giants may have made in that Packer game get come back a little bit because the Packers lost today at home to the Bucks. So they haven't figured this out yet as a young team. But thankfully, they both now have locked up their losing seasons and we don't have to hear any more nonsense about anything with these two teams. Just play out the last three weeks, and let's get back to thinking about building something that works next year. Now, as far as the rest of the day, it was a, you know, really a, an eventful day with some, with some crazy, crazy games. The Chiefs went up to New England, Mahomes continues to throw interceptions. Um, they were up 27-10. He threw a pick that got it to 27-17. The game ended, and I'm sure a lot of you weren't happy because the game went to 10 this morning, and the Chiefs were up 10, and Mahomes had the ball with two minutes and change left and then didn't try to score as he was inside the five-yard line. So, But, hey, that's life in the big city. Uh, the Falcons, who are now 6-8, and eight, lose a 9-7 decision on a late field goal to the Panthers who win for the second time. Um, the Texans, they were going to play 
one backup quarterback, as you know, in Mills, and the team wanted them to play Case Keenum with Stroud and concussion protocol. That's what they voted. They had a vote, and that's what they voted. Well, Keenum led them from behind. They win 19-16 on a late field goal, and uh, a very big win for the Texans, who now find themselves 8-6. and six. So these 8-6 and six teams really took a big step in separating themselves, you know, the, in, in the, this week. This was a very key week. You had a lot of games with teams with seven and six records, and now these teams that go to eight and six, it, they were very big wins. Big win for the Browns, who, as we know, got a little fortunate. Hey, it happens. Flacco brings them back. They win it 2017 to go to nine and five. I think 10 gets you a wild card in the AFC. The Browns should get home now. They're 9-5, and five, and they have a little edge on the other teams in that division. Now, remember, they're still behind the Ravens, who are going to play later tonight against the, uh, what's called it, Jaguars. Um, the bottom line is that 10 wins in the AFC is going to get you home for a wild card. Nine wins in the NFC is going to get you home there. So that was a very, very big win for the Browns. Very, very big win for the Buccaneers, who are now 7-7 seven and seven, along with the Saints. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Saints are 7-7. Seven and seven. Falcons are now 6-8 and eight off another last-second loss, and they have led the world in last-second losses. The Texans go to 8-6, which officially eliminates the Jets. Uh, but now they're 8-6. They should get healthier in these next couple of weeks here. Should get Stroud back. Should be, They're not going to get Tank Dell back, but they should get the other guys back. And that was a very, very big win for them today. The Chiefs go to 9-5, and five, break their two-game losing streak. They should win out. They're going to see the Bengals. They're going to see uh, the Chargers. And they're going to see the Raiders. Those are their three games. It's Raiders, then Chargers. They're going to win all three of those games, I think, because the Bengal game is home. And that will get them to 12-5, and but I don't think it will get them the one seed this year, so they may have to play on the road. Who knows? They have a very good chance to be the two seed. Remember, the Dolphins have to play the Cowboys and then the Ravens in back-to-back weeks. Next week, the Ravens play the Niners, and then the Ravens play the Dolphins. So after playing the Jaguars tonight, so these games have become very, very interesting. Last night, of course, the Lions went to 10-4 and four with the win over the Broncos. The Colts went to 8-6 and six. again, another key one over the Steelers, who have now lost three straight. I don't think the Steelers are going to make it. And the Bengals went to 8-6 and six with that wild win over the Vikings. So Minnesota has two games left with the Lions, and a game left with the Packers. But the fact that the Lions won last night, they're three up right now. It's going to be very difficult. Lions have a game left with the Cowboys uh, and two left with the Vikings. So they still play each other. And anything else, if you have nine losses, you're out. If you have eight, you have to run the table. But even in the AFC, if you have eight, I don't think nine and eight is going to get you in. I think it's 10 in the AFC in the wild card. I think it's nine in the NFC in the wild card to get in. And we know already 
that Cleveland looks like it's going to get one of the wild cards if it's behind the Ravens. And, of course, the Cowboys and the Eagles are both going. We know that forever, that they're both going. And then somebody's going to go out of that. South where two are seven and seven and one is six and eight. But you know what? The Packers took a big step back today with that loss. The Packers looked like they were in tremendous shape when they won the games they did against the Lions and then Kansas City. But now, the last two weeks, they've lost to the Giants and the Buccaneers at home. Giants on the road, Buccaneers at home. Two very, very tough losses. But that's what you get when you have a very young team. And, you know, this guy's been much maligned in his career. But give him some credit here. Baker Mayfield today, 22-28 for 381, four touchdowns, no intercepts. He's done a hell of a job in Tampa. He really has. He's brought them from behind in tight games. Today, he puts up 34 points in Green Bay. He has been able to, today, he hit Goodwin for 10 for 155. Evans got in the end zone again. Um, just a terrific performance from Mayfield all the way around. Really, uh, the Bucks are doing a good job. And, you know, if they make the playoffs, you know, there's been a lot of talk about that coach getting fired. And we know him well. I don't think that's going to be the case, the way things are going there right now. Obviously, everyone's very excited about the Bills and the Cowboys. Um, right now, the Bills have taken the 7-0 lead. The Niners and the Cards are already in an early shootout. This was a look ahead. This was a trap game for the uh, Niners, who you could feel could be looking ahead off some tough games, including last week's Seattle game which was the end of that run of tough games, and then looking next week to the Ravens. Cardinals this week, and the Cardinals have been a little dangerous. So right now it's 14-10 in a high-scoring first half, and we sure haven't had that many high-scoring first half lately. That's for sure. And the Rams have an early lead on the Commanders. and I would be very surprised if they don't put up a pretty good number of points, although that's a very low-scoring first half so far, surprisingly, because the uh, – Washington secondary has been just absolutely defenseless for a month. And look at the number of points they've put up in the 30s and 40s, week in and week out. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.